For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hi, I'm Muriel Dunley, and this is the K-12 Athlete. So, I've spent the last few weeks thinking about various different topics to talk about on this particular podcast, and I was completely overwhelmed by the plethora of ideas that immediately came to mind. One idea led to another idea, to another idea, and then I realized, why not just start at the beginning? So, my husband and I, we have two wonderful children, and back home in England, I didn't start playing any form of sports until I was probably about nine or ten years old. But our son, he actually played his first team sport at the ripe old age of three and a half. So we decided, you know what, let's take it from there. What age should kids start playing sports? Um, Now, I don't know if it's because I'm from England um, and just the time, 15, 20 years ago, things were a lot different. But certainly back then, we didn't have so many organized sports. So for me, being an Englishwoman coming over here, it was crazy for me to understand and to look at little kids, you know, three, four years old playing sports. But I know that my husband, I believe he probably has a, a different view on that. Craig, how old were you when you first started playing sports? Um, I started um, a lot different than today. I mean, today um, they start them really, really young. When when I was growing up, it was much more uh, get a little time out on the playground, pick up games, learn it by watching, learn it. You know, if you had older siblings, you learned it by playing them with them. Um, one particular sport that I played a lot that I, I actually use as a benchmark when it comes to uh, when to start sports is actually baseball. And um, I uh, I didn't personally start playing baseball until what was considered the, the Little League Minor Leagues, which was about eight years old. So I never played t-ball. They had it, but maybe they didn't have enough kids at the time. But I went straight into like kid pitch and just playing, and I, I was ready to play. Nowadays, you got these kids starting at about five years old with like even modified t-ball when you just got a bunch of kids with oversized uniforms. Right. So so here's my thing. When, when we first took – um, Oliver, that he's our son. When we first took Oliver to go and play um, soccer, and I still remember the first day he, you know, we we went and signed him up, etc. And I was very, very excited because for me, you know, here we were, we had this little baby running around, and it was going to be so exciting to go and watch him play, um, you know, soccer. And then when we got there, everything up till then was good, like going and getting him the uniform, signing him up, getting the ball, etc. And then the first time that we went there and we watched them play soccer, it was good because, you know, these little people running around, etc., not not knowing where they were going, like little headless chickens. But then after like a couple of weeks, it starts to get a little bit, you know, a little bit more crazy with the parents on the sidelines and stuff like that. And then 
I don't know about you, but for me personally, I enjoyed it, but I was getting very nervous at every single game. Well, yeah. Well, each sport is different, and I actually personally think that soccer is one of um, the best ones to start them young because it is just running, and I think it should be just a bunch of kids out there running and having fun. But like you said, once uh, the parents started getting involved, you got a little bit of um, kids, you know, worrying about you know what their parents thought, and I think that was kind of taking away from the fun. So I think um, again, once you start getting parents in the mix, it starts to get a little dicey because you start out with like having fun, mm-hmm. socializing for the kids. And then, you know, at young ages, that's okay. Because also you want these kids out there playing. But once you, you know, but you got to remember how old these kids really are. Right. And here, so here's my other thing. Um, as a martial arts instructor, I've actually had kids as young as four years old who, you know, whose parents, have, who've, sorry, who've, who've been brought to me by their parents to be trained. Um, and for me, it was always like very strange because I didn't start martial arts until I was in my teens. So for me, being a teenager and knowing what I wanted to do, etc., you know, I was influenced by Jean-Claude Van Damme, by John Woo, etc. So I knew what I was getting myself into. I don't know if a kid as young as four years old has any idea about doing, uh, you know, a, a contact sport like martial martial arts or wrestling or anything like that. Does that make sense to you? It does. And I think martial, I think you were right in, in your beginning in martial arts because I do believe that is a, something that you're better off starting as you're older when you're developed and you're, you know, you, 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 you physically, I think it's better to start at a later age. But also, like you said, you made that choice. Right. That was something you wanted to do. So you were able to put a different effort in it. And you also probably had less parent interference at that age because it was something that you were starting and exploring. Right. Once you dump a three-year-old into onto a field, things start to change. Right. So let's get really honest about the things here. So um, one of the things that we really want to talk about uh, is the fact that we want to be honest with people. So let's be honest and let's talk about like the issues that we've had as parents um, of young children who play sports. Because really, I mean, like, we don't want to sit here and be like, oh, la, 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 la. We want to be honest and be like, hey, we've had our ups and downs as parents and with the kids as well. Well, like like I was saying before, a game like Little League or Mm T-ball, you start bringing these kids out there and you throw them on the field and they all get like one swing at the bat. Right. Maybe they don't even get the ball hit to them. They're sitting in the field, sometimes literally sitting in the field. Mm-hmm. Some, they have no interest of being there. And then you're there for like sometimes two to three hours and you got parents that are like, what am I doing with this time I'm spending? My kid's not even doing anything. And you start saying to yourself, you're like, well, why are they offering this to kids this age? Right. When they're, they haven't even learned the game. They haven't watched a game on TV, been to a game, or let alone just have some catches around the yard. I mean- sometimes us as parents think that just because a kid is born, he's able to catch. It doesn't work that way. They have to learn. You know, I, I don't remember how I learned to catch, but so when I got the ball with my son, I was like, here, catch. And I was like, wait, why isn't he catching it? Like, right. I don't remember learning how to catch. Right. So these kids are thrown out there without learning anything or seeing anything or even, you know, understanding the games. Right. And it, there's no point. And, and parents leave the sport with their kid because they're like, this is boring. So I'll be honest. I, I, just being back from England, we never played peewee, little league, baseball, you know, etc. So I still remember like how long these games are. They can be anything like from an hour and a half to two hours. And I still remember being frustrated when I'd be sitting there like and it's really, really hot. And then, you know, I'd watch Oliver go over, dig his feet into the sand, take his cap, roll some 
dirt and dust in it and then put it over his head. <laughs> and I still remember that. And I remember being on the benches and cringing and being like, what the hell am I doing here? I'm here for two hours and I'm watching my kid out there dig dirt and put, you know, put a friggin' fistful of dirt on his head and being like just overwhelmed by it and being like, I don't know what this is all about. I mean, do you, I mean, like, and, and we've argued about stuff like that, right? Well, I mean, all the way home in the car, basically. Well, take my perspective. Now, I played baseball all the way through high school, <laughs> you know, with the opportunity to play in college. Right. And I'm sitting here going, oh, my God, my kid's kicking around the dirt, putting dirt on his head. <laughs> but yet he's having fun. So right. who, who are we to say stop? But, you know, that it just was no point of being on the field if you don't know the game yet. Mm-hmm. And no coach can teach a five, six, whatever age they are, how to play the game when they got 20 kids running around the field. Right. So you're back basically babysitting. So most sports you can't – most coaches get maybe five to 15 minutes a season of one-on-one time with a, with a player. Mm-hmm. Little in that age, with, with, with their attention span, you're lucky if you can concentrate on one kid for five minutes. Right. You know, the entire season. So it's really a rough one. Now, when you get soccer, like I said, that's a little easier. Let them run, but try to teach them the rules. Right. Don't have them running all over the place. Teach them a little thing. And like you said, and it, 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 it always makes it hard because you get a couple of those kids who have older siblings who can just play already – because they're already equipped to play. And then it's like, okay. So then you get parents going, well, why is my my kid's not very good? Or he's not into this, so he's not running around enough because some other kid's doing all the work. And you're like, well, that's just every kid's different. Right. Now, do you think that – do you okay, do you ever wish that maybe we didn't start off our kids playing sports as young as they did? Because I'll be honest with you, sometimes I think to myself – Half the reason I did did it was because of peer pressure because I was like, oh, my God, if we don't sign them up for this, that and the other, A, it, they're going to be the only kids who are not going to be doing it. And it wasn't so much as in like I wanted them to kind of like be as good as everyone else, but it was a social aspect as well because, you know, it was like, oh, so-and-so's doing this, so-and-so's doing that. So you kind of sign them up for everything. Um, and that's part of the reason why I was always like, oh, yeah, let's, let's go and do this, that and the other. But do you feel that if – it wasn't that case. I mean, as in, if we didn't live in the area that we did where we had all these things that we wouldn't have even thought about it and the kids just wouldn't have started as young as they did. I mean, 100%. I mean, I would love to have just played on the playground with my kids, but you, you, we live in a society and a time now where everything is organized. So you, it's hard to just go and have the free time to just play with your kids on the weekend and teach them games. Some people have are, are, are can. But at the same time now, we're also talking about privilege. Right. So these kids are privileged yes. in, in, in certain societies that can play sports at such a young age. When you know what? In the end, we don't know if that privilege is good or bad because, yes, it's great socially. But if you're talking long term and you want to be that long term K-12 athlete, learning the games before you get on the field is more important to I believe. Right. And you, and you think about some great soccer Pele, players out there like Pele, et cetera. I mean, these guys, you know, they were just playing in the dirt, basically. Mm. Yeah, they you didn't know. Even have cleats. They did, exactly. They didn't even have cleats. And they're like, you know, I remember. But they learned the game. But they learned the game. Right. And um, and I think that, uh, you know, for me, that's important. But I think I, I, I'm, I'm just like, I think um, I just get overwhelmed by the fact that our kids started playing sports so young well, and and the fact that there is so much competitiveness at such a young age as well. well That's freaky. And the other thing too, when you, when you have them start too early, you, you're, you may have skipped the passion part. Right. That kids are playing because they think they're supposed to play rather than playing because they have the passion to play and they have the heart. Because again, sometimes learning the game before you get out there is important because it's v- 
sometimes, and we talk about this right now, I mean, we got kids that are, you know, preteen and you were like, they still don't know the game. Right. Their game knowledge or game IQ isn't fully there. And so, and these these are A-grade students. I mean, people that, that are smart kids and you're like, but why aren't they understanding this? And it's like, well, because they didn't. They were thrown into it before they got to learn it. Right. So, you know, it's like you, you don't want to give them tests or, or stuff like that. But that's why watching is so important, you know. And, and, and if they don't, you need that to establish that at a young age. Now, you know, again, that could be excessive too. I mean, sometimes there are kids out there that all they do is watch, watch, watch. And that can be a little bit of a, <laughs> a little much on, on families. But it's um, it, it's it all depends on the sport. But like I, like I was trying – what I believe is uh, I think – peer pressure like you said and bring and society forces you to join these things because you want to stay in the cliques you want right. to stay cliques as you say yes, you cliques. want to, you want to uh you you want the kids to socialize and, and to this day we still know families that all hang out together because they started playing and literally i think it was like soccer team they all got together now these families are still great friends and these kids all hang out because that's where they were their social introduction was so there's a positive there right now if we could go back in time, oh, if we could go back in time, I'd be 15, 20 years younger. If we could go back in time, would you change anything? I mean, I think I, I, think I potentially would. because, well, and, and the reason I say this is because another thing about all these sports is that they are very time-consuming. They're very time-consuming. So if I could go back, I think I potentially, knowing what I know now, I probably would maybe wait a little bit longer uh, but what about you? Um, I it's interesting because we uh, we saw some things, especially with the moving to travel soccer. We saw an age change mm-hmm. in the na- in the nation. We went from a grade based uh, USA soccer yes. to an age based, so is we annoying. joined, which we joined the rest of the world. And both our kids are born in December, so they were a little old for their grade. So now they went from being one of the older players to one of the younger. And our son actually missed a year that yes. other kids have traveled because of it. So sometimes we're always like, oh, would it have mattered if we started him earlier? Ultimately, I don't believe so. But I think um, personally, like, and, and, and it's three things that kids do when they play, uh, when, they're, when they begin, and that's have fun, socialize, and please their parents. Right. The problem is more kids focus on pleasing their parents. Of course they and do. And that is what kind of causes the issue. And you get too many parents that are living vicariously through their kids, and it literally starts at three, four, five years old. And... I my regret are those few times when I criticized my child to saying like you didn't work hard enough, right? Because I believe sports, big part of sports is work ethic, hard work, and as we always say, is hard work you know beats talent when talent doesn't work hard, right? Because it doesn't matter how talented you are, you got to work hard, right? And I started that at too young of an age, and I still remember. Our son being like, did I do good? And you're like, oh, crap. Yeah. Like, that's not what this is about, but this is what I created. So I never know if that ever had an effect on him in any way. And, of course, he's a great athlete, plays a lot of sports, and I think that's what we push in our kids, play as many sports as you can, especially at a young age, because you don't don't want to force your kids into specializing. Right. And here here you go. So I don't think we would have been like that had we not realized that everyone else was like that. I think for me and you, I think we would have just let them go out there, play in the dirt, et cetera, et cetera, if we didn't see that on that field there were other parents who wanted their kids to do really well, who wanted the team to do really well. So now 
I used to feel guilty sometimes. Like when, you know, when Oliver would put dirt on his cap and put it on his head, I would feel guilty because I know that the woman next to me or the guy on the other side, they're there and they're like, oh, all into the sport and blah, blah, blah. And I would be like worried in case they looked at our kid and were like, oh, what the heck is that kid doing there? You know what I mean? I was was worried about those around me and I shouldn't have been. I really shouldn't have been. Like going back in time, you you know. You you cared what people thought. I did. I did. Um, I, uh, didn't you? Um, yeah, I guess ultimately that's probably what yeah. it is. I mean, it must be. But the, the truth is, is you're way more competitive than I am. I'm competitive. <laughs> I played a lot of sports. Yeah. But this yeah, is true. You, I am. You wanted your kids to be, to be the best or do the best, and you wanted that, so that yes. that helped push you. And I was fortunate as a youth athlete. I used to always say I peaked at ten years old. No, as a youth athlete, I I, I stood out, and you kind of like. Oh, I want my kids to stand out. Like, well, or why are they like? Why aren't they like me? Or why are they? You know why? And then, and then you get two different kids, and you're like, why is one like just like such a like hard worker, like just has like so much grit, and the other one who's big and strong and fast, but sometimes doesn't always have that same heart. And you're like, well, what's the difference? And the, the truth is, is everybody's different, right? Absolutely. And I think that's what really we should, you know, take away from as parents is that every kid is different. And literally, we need to make sure that we don't a live vicariously through them, just let them be kids. And I can say that now because I've already done it and been there. Uh, So I've already done my time. Um, And it's awful because sometimes, you know, I look back and I have so many regrets, etc. But at the same time, it's a learning process. But I, I do wish, I mean, like my dad always says, um, you know, a fool learns from his own mistakes. A wise man learns from a fool's mistakes. So I'm hoping that, you know, people out there can basically realize that, look around you. And if you see something and you're like, hey, that kid's not having fun doing whatever they're doing, etc., take that away with you and use that knowledge for your own kids and realize that, you know what, let them be kids, let them enjoy themselves because as you know, our kid tells us every every day, hey, I'm going to be going to college in eight years. And it breaks my heart because I'm <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you for that. But uh, but we need to basically let our kids be kids and let them have fun, really. And that's why they say for coaches, especially at a young age, judge a coach by how many kids show up to the game right. or how many kids sign up for the next year, because those are the kids who are having fun. So if you go out there and you're trying to eliminate kids to make your team better, then, then shame on you. It, it should be about these kids having fun. And ultimately, what age to start your kid? Like Muriel said, that depends on every kid, but also it also depends on the sport. And the truth is, if you do start them at an age like a, like a four years old, just make sure that they're out there having fun and socializing. And then B, if you start them later, just make sure that they're prepared because that could be an advantage as well if they know the game already. And um, the truth is also, our kids... There are a lot of good moments, and we're very happy, and our kids are still very involved in sports. Absolutely. Everyone's going to have regrets, but we also have a lot of positives to be proud of. Absolutely. And just finishing on that note there, you were talking about all the different reasons why kids um, start sports later or earlier, et cetera. Um, The one thing that we do realize is that um, there are some kids out there who just don't have the opportunity to play any form of sports and that basically comes down to various different things but the biggest factor is the cost of sports so um, that's where we're going to end the show today um, about what age should kids start sports and we're going to pick up the next time and we're going to be talking about the cost of sports which is actually a 16 billion dollar industry kids sports is a 16 billion dollar 
industry. So um, thank you for joining us today and we look forward to having you back with us on the next podcast. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.